Okay, I'm really excited today to share this with you guys. Um, so what I'm going to be talking about is the actual birthday of Jesus Christ. Not December 25th that we celebrate as Christmas, but the actual birthday um, that I speculate it to be, but not just me. Um, other people have came to the same conclusion through their research. Now, what's different about me is I don't exactly just hop on board with someone else's research. As a matter of fact, I started my own little trail of research to find the date and then came to the conclusion of the date. And then I typed it into Google after I came to that conclusion and found out that there are many people who came to that conclusion, not just me. So um, it's really kind of cool to see you know, other people validate the research that you did because they did their own research. Did they do the research first? Yeah, most likely, yes. Um, but the the research that I did was on my own and not after, like, you know, reading someone else's works and stuff. Um, and it feels good when you do come to the same conclusion as someone else because you know, you know you're on the right track and that um, it validates, you know, everything. Um, I'm not going to claim, I'm definitely not going to claim that this is all mine and that I'm the one who discovered the birthday of Jesus Christ. But in my own little, you know, world, when I did discover it on my own, it was quite exhilarating. It was like this, it, you gave us the keys, Lord, and here is the door, and I'm about to open it, and how cool is that? So, um, you can, if you would like, do your own research, which I would recommend because it would lead you to the same conclusion, so then just, like, um, or hopefully to the same conclusion, and you can, um, just skip over this podcast, or you can listen to the research that I did. I'm not going to go into detail of every single source and everything, um, because it would take too long. I spent a long time doing this, actually. Sadly, it's been a project of mine for a little, a few years or a couple years. So, um, let's see. It was like four years ago when I started this, I believe. Four years ago, yeah. So, um, one, first of all, we know that it's not December 25th. Uh, what reasons um, suggest that? Obviously, because it's cold, especially in Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem um, and surrounding areas even, the sheep are not out in the pasture um, around that time. So... There have been scholars that actually started from, like, from Jesus' death and worked their way backwards. There have been scholars who, like, knew certain dates and worked their way backwards through the Bible. I just was like, okay, it's not December, so let's find out when it was. So, um, I was reading and researching, and some scholars, um, suggested that it was more either um, in late summer or early fall. So those are the dates. I had about a four-month gap that I was working with. And um, fast forward to um, looking at some more details and getting it you know, down to one month, I came up with the month of September. Um, I know that God works with the Hebrew um, calendar and that Rosh Hashanah is um, one of the most important days in the Hebrew calendar and that is the Feast of Trumpets and um, and Rosh Hashanah also represents um, the first day of the new Jewish calendar year and it is said that it is also representative of the day that Adam was brought forth onto the earth. So, very, very special day. It is not the same day every year. It goes, it's marked by the lunar calendar. Um, so, it is um, dependent on what day, what cycles the moon's in. 
um, which is which is pretty interesting and pretty cool. Um, so I also um, looked up about the possible year that um, Jesus could have been born. I know that he was approximately two years old when um, the the king was sending out people to um, kill newborns up to two years old because he'd gotten the news a little late. Jesus had already been born and he was there trying to um, to fix that and try to kill anybody under or anybody two years and under um, or even possibly three years. So I came to um, some different years in wrote down like the different years fast forward to um getting it all filtered through and um 3 bc was the year that i came up with um and then so september 3 bc now there is a um star star chart calendar type thing online and um that can give you the exact placement of the stars on any given day throughout history. Um, also in Revelation 12, it talks about the way that the stars were aligned um, in the day that Jesus was born, which I am sure that it's referencing the birth of Christ. Um, it says the woman, here I'm going to read it just so... That way we have like a clear um, understanding of it. But um, it says a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was able to give birth. Now, through context clues um, and reading other parts of the, you know, within understanding the rest of it, because Revelation is very symbolic and very, um, there are a lot of things in it that allude to other things, and um, this definitely was, in my opinion, alluding to the um, birth of Jesus, because it was talking about a woman giving birth, but also that the child would rule with an iron scepter and um, be seated on the throne next to God. And the only one who is seated next to him at his right hand is Jesus. So the person who gave birth to Jesus was Mary. Therefore, she's the woman that is um, giving birth in this. She's the Virgin Mary which would be represented by the, the constellation Virgo. And um, Jupiter was um, called the king planet, or still is. And so in the way that the planets align, and then it, what's really key in this is that it says with the moon under her feet. The moon actually, um, on the star chart, um, that when I looked up the date, I'll reveal the date in just a minute. I haven't want to get there it's like building up to a climax hopefully um the the date that I put in because I tried several dates and I was like huh let me try this because this would be really crazy if this was it now looking up the dates of Rosh Hashanah on um on in September Obviously, it was in September. Sometimes it's in October. That's how I came up with um, the month of September. And then I tried the date, which in 3 BC, Rosh Hashanah was on September 11th. So I did put that into the star chart. And now you know the date. That wasn't climactic at all. I wish I had a drum roll or something. But anyway. Um, and exactly how the bible verse described it is exactly how the stars are aligned if you don't believe me go on any star chart of your choosing and look it up because it is amazing it says that she was crowned with 12 stars which um if you count the amount of stars 
um, plus the planets that lit up that looked like stars that were directly above the um, Virgo constellation, it's 12th. So, and then also um, just all the things that, like the, the way that uh, the planets were aligned and um, the, the, the way that they were um, lit up so brightly you would have seen them even in the morning or like in the morning with even with the sun up you would have seen them so the brightness of that and that being such a um huge event um in history it just it just really like i i believe that's the date um if you want to, you know, look these things up yourself, that's perfectly fine. There were some other things too um, that led me to that date, but then I want to talk about that date. I feel like the enemy always tries to come and steal God's thunder. Like every single time that there's something that God has, the enemy is like, oh, really? I'm going to fix this. So it makes sense to me a little bit that. Um, or actually a lot, just makes a lot of sense, that the enemy would try to take the actual um, birthday of Christ and uh, ruin it. So um, that being said, whether you believe 9-11 was an inside job or not, because that's neither here nor there, I believe it was, but if you don't, it still doesn't matter as to the plan of the enemy, because whether or not, um, whether or not you believe that it was our government that um, planned it or it was another government uh, terrorist that attacked us, the, the enemy was still in, in control at that time um, or still in doing his thing. And I believe the date was very specifically chosen because the world, especially America, is in mourning on September 11th every year now and um, it's it's Rosh Hashanah um, on some years in 2029 it will be and in 2013 it was and it um, it's a day of mourning because of 9-11 sad that all that happened and I'm not you know discrediting the um, sadness and what it what it stands for um to me i still believe that it was an inside job because i've done a lot of research on it and i just don't believe what i'm told i believe what i see what i what i research and um once you get over the like the idea that the media is always correct or you know that that why would the government do this like there's a lot of things, or even the pride for your country, because you you want to believe that this is a great country, and that you and you want to believe that this is a place where thing where we're safe in ourselves, and that we would never try to um, sabotage ourselves just for a gain. And once you get over that, and once you realize that the possibility is open, that there could be bad people um, running everything and the illusion of freedom is just that it's an illusion and once you start opening your eyes to things things start making more sense and even though before you would blindly and I would too I would blindly um, protect America in the sense that if anybody talked about America or the government, I'd be like, no, we are the freest country that there is. Do you want to live in Africa or a third world country where you would be eating dirt? So I, I blindly um, defended our government, but things still didn't make sense. But I would still, I had a loyalty because my dad was military and that's important. Um... And I respect all military people and their families and what they have to go through. Um, I was a military brat, so I understand and I know. Um, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. My mom, it 
it was very hard and for us it was it was hard um but the people i'm not saying anything against the people in the military they don't know that the government is corrupt and some people do but most people don't and um they're they're fighting for what they believe in and that's honorable and that's that's amazing um i think though that our government is corrupt and they use people like my father and people who join out of that loyalty for the red white and blue and um the love for the country and um so I do, I, I definitely believe that 9-11 was an inside job. And I think that the purpose was for us to um, go in Iraq, which is the, um, the city of Babylon. And in the Bible, that is where Babylon was where the tower was, where the supposed tower was, because I don't believe it was tower, as in my other um, podcast I was explaining. And I believe through the technology that we've acquired that we have um, found Gilgamesh's tomb, which Gilgamesh is another name for Osiris or Nimrod. And I've found several articles that say that we found the tomb. Um, If this is true, and it could be on false hopes, they could have found nothing in the tomb. But um, allegedly, he was buried with the blueprints to the tower. Now, it would mean nothing if it were an actual tower because we have... um, architects that could build skyscrapers as as tall as possible, as tall as we could possibly structurally build them. But I don't believe that it was a tower. I believe that it was a stargate. And if he was indeed the, um, the one who held the blueprints or was buried with the blueprints, then I believe our government now has the blueprints um, and there's a possibility that he wasn't born, I mean born, he wasn't buried with the blueprints, that he just has them in his memory, which means that if they were able to clone uh, him, clone his body, then that spirit, Nimrod, the spirit, could re-enter his body. I think there has to be like a genetic, perfect genetic lineup in order for a um, soul to re-enter its body um, and a spiritual connection and power, obviously, in order to um, get that, you know, like connection from body to soul. But I think Nimrod was, um, had a great deal of power lent to him by um, the, the Prince of Darkness, Lucifer, and um, all in to kind of attain his goal. Um, I, I kind of believe that Lucifer looks at Nimrod as God looks at Christ. And the more that I've um, looked into this, it just it fits like a puzzle and the um the enemy is a counterfeiter he always counterfeits everything every single thing that god does he's like oh he's a mocker he mocks him um as with the crown of thorns and stuff like everything that he he does he purposes um is almost like his he's a two-year-old with his tongue stuck out because he's not getting his way and he's got to mock God and God always turns it into something great. He always spins it around and says, well, you meant it for this, but I'm going to make something great out of it. And, um, 
the the fact that um, Jesus was most likely or possibly born on September 11th, um, that alone being a day that the world is crying and mourning the deaths of loved ones and and um, the attack on our country. And we almost just, that whole day, we're in a, a silence of, of horror, reliving the memories of that day, um, what we saw. And there's no time for celebration. But it should be celebrated because it's a day that Jesus was born. And God likes to line things up with the Greek or the Greek, the, the Hebrew calendar. And I would get really close to that calendar and start looking up the things and the dates and what it means. Um, because I believe that he's aligned his coming with that calendar. And no, we're not going to know the exact day. We're not going to know the exact hour. Um, I mean, I could sit here and say, oh, he's coming on Rosh Hashanah in 2029. But Rosh Hashanah has a cycle. So September 11th in however many years from from 2029... I think it's like six or something. Could be the date or it could be a hundred years from now. I don't know. I do know that um, the things that are happening on the earth are um, at, a, at an exponential rate and that um, we either are going to, um, we're either going to give up being human on earth because of transhumanism or God's going to come before that happens. I don't know, but one or the other is going to happen. Um, we're already on the verge of transhumanism. I mean, putting metal body parts on people and making them into, um, you know, robotic beings, bionic humans. There's, there's so many um, there's so many things that scientists are working on and it sounds amazing but in in the perspective of God it's the same thing happening all over again that that is the reason he destroyed the earth by water um, by the flood. I believe there was amazing technologies. In that time um, and that they were trying to usurp God's authority by um, doing things such as cloning mixing DNA and um, and being gods and also by um, contaminating tainting the um, human blood with Nephilim DNA and continuing that cycle until there was almost no pure humans left except for Noah and his family. So the devil, like the the enemy knows he can't win. But he's still going to try. And he he wants he wants the throne. That's what he wants. And in any way that he can, he tries to usurp God's authority. And in any way that he can, he tries to um, override anything that God's done. And um, I do believe that when, when Jesus was born, that he really tried his best to have him killed. And... Um, God wouldn't, you know, God shielded Jesus, obviously, and protected him from that. But I believe that um, he really thought that when the cross happened, that he'd won. I think that he may have even celebrated, like, this is it. I killed the Christ. I killed Jesus. And um, 
didn't understand that the the magic of it all was that the perfect sacrifice was what was needed to cover all of our sins and that Jesus is an eternal being so he's just gonna go right back up to his father in heaven um, I mean I know that he that that Satan is very cunning and very intelligent um, but I don't think I think he missed what was right in front of him and I believe those laws had already been expressed. I believe that the laws of heaven have already been, like everybody in heaven knew the laws of heaven, just like we on earth know the law of gravity. And um, just how amazing God turned that around and, and thinking like when Jesus died on the cross, how Satan was just probably like, yes, I won, I won, I won. And then realizing that the prophecy had been fulfilled and it was exactly God's plan and the glory that came from that cross. Um, it, it's just um, mind-blowing how God can take something and turn it around. What the enemy thought was his plan was really God's plan all along. Um, and he just he lifts it up on a higher level and good comes from it and not bad. I just, I think it's amazing. Um, so, now that I know, or I think I know, Jesus' birthday um, as September 11th, I feel like that's the day that I should celebrate. I don't like celebrating it on December 25th, even though the world does and the whole world gets caught up in this like holiday fiasco that I just, it's a nuisance to me because people are fake nice and fake happy and really inside struggling because they're about to go under a financial blunder. Um, because kids want and they want more and more and this generation wants more expensive things because there's more expensive things available to the masses um, and you know like in my day you know baby dolls and things were what kids wanted now it's like ex even if they want a baby doll it's like the most expensive possible baby doll that there is because they walk and they talk and they move and they things that technology was available when i was a child or very little of it um but now they want robots and they want um iphones and it's like it's really expensive and all these parents are like so stressed because they have to do this because this is customary and in my opinion like yes you love your kid yes you want the best for them but really why spend so much money in one day that most of the joys get wiped to the side anyways if you haven't noticed like they know what they want the one thing that they want whether it's an xbox playstation 4 an iphone whatever it is everything else gets kind of like put over to the side and then if they get that one thing that they want they're happy if they don't then they're not and um at least that's my experience noticing other people's kids and stuff i i played a trick on my kids so mean i think but um i just wanted to see how appreciative my kids were at christmas time and um this was not my idea i got this from um I got this from a, um, what is it, Jimmy Kimmel Live. I got it from that. And he expressly told parents to choose a gift that is a terrible gift and give it to our kids and tell them that it is the only gift that we got them. And then document the reaction. And so I did that and my um i know that m one of my children um hated hated those fruit snacks like terribly 
and we had just been given like a whole bunch of them so I took some and put them in a box and um and I wrapped them up and everything and that was his gift that I know that he would hate and then my other son who was younger filled with a lot more wonder and excitement and uh really really good and appreciative kid but younger he was about five at the time um we got him a potato and we put that potato in a box and wrapped that box when my kids opened up those fake gifts my son that got the fruit snacks threw the fruit snacks across the room and was like really mom really this is all i get for christmas and you know that i hate fruit snacks and i'm like i'm sorry it's all i could do i really thought that you'd like it and he's like these weren't even you didn't even buy these because i told him that's all we could afford he's like you didn't even buy these these were given to us by the church i was like oh well um I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, it's the worst Christmas ever. And then my other son, he uh, opened up his, and it was a potato. And he looked at the potato, and then he looked at me. And then he looked back at the potato. And he said, thank you, Mom. And my heart just stopped. I was like, oh, my God. And he said, I'll never forget. He said, you know, it's kind of like a Mr. Potato Head. And I said, do you like it? And he said, yeah, I like it. And I just couldn't believe. And he, and also he came up to me and gave me a hug and a kiss. And said, thank you for my Christmas present. Which he does every year with all his presents. But it was curious to me that he did it on a present that I know in his heart that he did not want and was not hoping for and was extremely you know, disappointed to find in his box. Um, it almost brought me to tears how appreciative he is. And then I was like, man, I wish I would have spent more money on this kid. So then they opened their real gifts and um, my other son apologized to me. And I told him that even though, though his brother was younger than him, to look at him as an example because he was so appreciative. It made me want to give him more. And I think, um, throw this out there because I'm not trying to preach, but I think that that's how God looks upon us sometimes is that when we're so appreciative for even things that are small, he wants to give us more. He's like, wow, they're really appreciative. I'm going to give them more because I love this. This is amazing. Because as a parent, you feel proud that you that you were able to um, instill the right values. I don't know what happened with my other son. They're just, yeah. So, I mean, he was older. He wanted, a, at that time, it was like a, a DS or something like Nintendo DS he wanted it I know he was dead set on getting it and then he got it but it was after the prank and I videotaped it and I had him watch it and he looked at it and he did realize that how unappreciative he looked and he was sorry and that was enough for him to learn a lesson you know and a lot of people were like oh that was so mean of you to do that to your kids but I think you know, it, it was harmless. It's not like it traumatized them. And I think it kind of, you know, taught my, the older son a lesson that, you know, there, there are things that other people don't have in this world. Sometimes some people don't get gifts and they're appreciative for what they have. And his younger son was able to be appreciative over a potato. And he was not appreciative of his fruit snack gift. And, um, so, and I, and I didn't tell them right away that, that they had more gifts because I wanted it to kind of sink in. I wanted it to feel real for them, which, um, 
made my old the older son kind of like really upset and in tears even but I wanted him to see the reaction his full reaction on how unappreciative that is because what if that's all that we could get them you know but I it's hard when you have kids not to celebrate when everybody else does because your kids are like wait a minute we're gonna what <laughs> we're not gonna celebrate Christmas why couldn't I have been born into another family? Because this is ridiculous. But what if you just instead get things for your kids because they've been really good or because they're really appreciative? Things throughout the year, like get them the things that you would have on Christmas, but get them throughout the year. You don't have to be on a spe specific day set aside a fund or a um, amount, a budget amount that you're willing to spend every month because literally Christmas is 12 months worth of toys anyways. <laughs> like the budget that you spend on other things like monthly, 12 months of that, 12 months of going to the spa or 12 months, like seriously. Um, I'm not going to say the amount that I spent last year because it was insane, but it was over a thousand and I could not believe how much money I spent and some of the stuff I wish I hadn't gotten because I was like, oh, it's so amazing. It's so cool. And it was the year for last year. Yeah. Cause last year I minimalized and I finally decided we're going to go minimalist route. And at first they were kind of like, oh, great, you know. But they got the big thing that they wanted. Um, but they didn't get the million of other little things that they don't use or play with and get thrown away. So that um, that's kind of been our thing since last year was one big thing per kid. And um, if other family members want to contribute to that big thing, they can. They don't need to get them a bunch of little things that don't matter. Stocking stuffers, um, just to me, pointless. However, I don't judge whatever you do with your um, Christmas and your traditions. That's up to you. Just keep in mind that that day, that specific day, is a holiday that was celebrated even before Jesus was born as um, the birthday of the pagan god, and that for some reason we celebrated Jesus's birthday on that day, and it kind of feels like, like, think about it, just think about it. Say you and your spouse, um, you, your birthday is coming up, and your spouse cries on your birthday. Doesn't do anything but just like, oh, so sad. All these stories, so sad, so sad, so sad. And then, and that's your real birthday. And then, on a day that is someone who's betrayed you, let's say it's someone that um, tried to get your husband to cheat on you, because that's what the devil does, is tries to get us to cheat on God. Um, let's say this, this person to try to get your spouse because it could be male or female so spouse to cheat on you um they their birthday is a certain day and your spouse remembers that day the exact day and tells you happy birthday on their day like that would hurt to me that would hurt that would be like are you like can you not <laughs> This day isn't my day, and on my day, you literally cried all day. Like, I know God isn't, like, a sensitive human being like I am, um, but at the same time, like, I know that it has to bother him that the enemy is using that day to mock him and um, everything that um, it stands for. And... and 
don't even let me get started into the rituals and the paganistic rituals of even the tree and the garland and everything. I mean, if you want to look that stuff up, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, but I know what I've researched and it's all pagan, everything down to the bulbs that you decorate your tree with. And why are we falling into this holiday just because everyone else is? Didn't God say that we're supposed to be set apart, that we're different than the world, yet we celebrate the same days as the world? We fall into that, um, that lull that the holidays has on us. And because it's winter and it's, you know, um, for the pagans, winter solstice is like humongous. It, it's, um, it's, they, they have, um, more it's more there's more to it than we even can really comprehend i mean even the the person who the vision of santa with the beard and the hat and everything is actually um an exact image of one of the pagan gods so just really really understand that all we're doing is flaunting around paganism um, right under God's, you know, face, right in his face. And though we're not aware of it, that's understandable. Like God, he knows that some of us don't know the true meanings. But then when we do find out, what do we do with that information? Do we just say, oh, well, everyone else does it. Oh, I'm sure God doesn't care. Now that you know... I'm pretty sure that you might care. I mean, I would care. I'm not God, but I would care. I would, I would be like, well, that's why he said, you know, my people perish for the lack of knowledge and that he wants us to search for answers and search for the knowledge. Search. Because that's what you do when you love somebody is you find out more about them. You learn more about them. You don't just accept, you know, the fact that, um, you know, some people are telling you some stuff about that person. You look and you research and you find out what you, what makes that person them. And God wants us to do that. He wants us to look at his history. He wants us to look at his son. He wants us to look at everything that he's done and really look into it and, and find the, the Easter eggs that he's hidden. Oh, I shouldn't use that word because Easter is even pagan. So there's so many things. I mean, I understand like we really couldn't live a day, even a day without having paganism affect our life. Even the days of the week are pagan in, in their name. So it's impossible to completely rid yourself of anything pagan. But on a day that should be celebrated as one of the days of the most amazing days of the world in history. We're just okay with not acknowledging that it can't even possibly be in December. Like, we didn't even try. We set it as the same birthday as a pagan god. Like, that just... That bothers me. But I hope that you found some um, interesting things in my research. And like I said, research yourself. Do as much research as you can. Um, things to look up. Um, paganism and Christmas. Um, paganism and holidays. Um, if you are interested in finding out how I came to the conclusion uh, that um, Osiris is the same person as Gilgamesh, which is the same person as Nimrod, then I would direct you to a site called Seed the Series, and it's seedtheseries.com slash blog. Um, and then you can go there and look at his, um, this is a very, very smart man that I've read a lot of his work, um, and have come to 
um, some of the same conclusions as him. And he was actually one of the people that when I Googled um, my findings of the date, he came up as one of the people that believed the same thing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I need to really find out what else he thinks and believes. And come to find out, it's a lot of the same stuff. So um, the Bible does talk about people coming forth in new knowledge. And I believe it's because it's time that um, we start preparing and we start um, getting ready. And I would definitely look up the... Um, the dates on the Hebrew calendar and start aligning yourself with that because in the parable of the, the ten virgins, um, the ones who were not ready did not go with him. And I, I believe being ready has to do with about being aligned with his will and being aligned with his word. I, do I believe people are going to get left, left behind because they don't know? No. No, I, I believe he's going to take, just as he promised, he's going to take every single person that believes in him with him. And it's going to be um, a marriage. We're going to marry Jesus. Um, it, it's going to be a, a fantastic event. Um, probably the most amazing thing that will ever happen in the history of ever um but the parable of the ten virgins says that some you know someone left because they weren't ready so the enemy tries to distract us the enemy tries to um keep our eyes away from the truth and he tries to hide things from us and god is just the opposite. He wants things brought to our attention and he wants us to he wants to reveal things to us. That's what revelation is about. And God is he loves to reveal things. The Holy Spirit the purpose one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to reveal. So that being said, um pray Definitely pray. Do as much research as you can um, if you're interested in finding out truths. And hopefully some of what I said made some sense. Um, hopefully I'm not just talking my own ear off. And I want, I want to reach people. And I, my goal is to infect truth. That's my, my goal. And I hope that it reaches people that it can benefit and that it can help because I um, I feel like he has given me a purpose to spread news and I've been fighting it for a long time. Like, I know that he wants me to have a YouTube channel and that's not going to happen right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting it because, one, this, the, um, personal, like, I guess, insecurities about the way I look and different things like that, and, um, even the way I sound. I feel like I sound like a 10-year-old, so just to let you know, I'm not 10, <laughs> but I always thought that I sounded like a 10-year-old, so... Um, and I just don't like the way I sound. So it was really actually difficult starting a podcast, to be honest. I actually started a different one, um, and it was about spreading love, light, and positivity, and I still have that one, um, and I go by Ash Kitten on that one, um, but the thing is, that's, that's great. I love spreading love, light, and positivity because I do believe that as a light bringer, that is my, my purpose. But also to not just spread love, light, and positivity, but also spread the truth. And I just can't keep it bottled up any longer. I have to share what I know and what I've, I'm, being, I'm being led to. And you can do with it whatever you want. You can 
just think I'm crazy. You can research and find things for yourself. You can listen to me and believe me wholeheartedly. Um, I advise against that, though, because I don't believe anybody should believe a person wholeheartedly. Believe God wholeheartedly and believe the Bible wholeheartedly. And let God lead you and direct you. Um, but research it yourself. And the reason why I say that is because there are going to be many people, many people that can easily fool you. And we have to be ready for that. We have to be ready to defend what we believe and we can't defend it. We can't defend it if we don't know the, the structure of why we believe it. If someone just told us, believe this, this sounds good, believe this, this makes sense, believe this. Anything can, you can be convinced of anything if the person was charismatic enough. And the enemy is pretty charismatic. So I'd hate to win you over, but then lose you to someone more charismatic. Instead, I would like you to research it yourself so that way you're on board with me and you see the things that I see and you um, you may even come into new information that I'm not even familiar with and that would be great because one thing that I believe as a church that we should do is come together and share information that God has brought to us because I may have one piece of the puzzle that I'm trying to figure out and you may have that piece and vice versa like you may have your whole your puzzle with like you know pieces missing and I'm like oh right here I got the piece look at it fits real perfect so that is um all I have to say for right now anyway oh I'm a little tired um but I just wanted to share that. I thought it was really exciting and really important. And since the holidays are coming up, um, I thought that you could do with that information. So if you have any questions, you can contact me directly on the Anchor app. And um, the, um, the other podcast also, if you want to um, contact me on that. And... Uh, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe if you're interested in the things that I'm saying. And sorry, I sound a little like monotone. It's because I'm really tired today. And I also hate the way I sound. So I probably sound like crap all the time. But trying to be positive. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. If you've joined, subscribed, etc. I appreciate it. Uh, share this with as many people as you'd like. And hopefully even if all I did was get a discussion started or opened your mind to the possibility of things not being the way that they seem, then I've done my job. So thank you and have an amazing day. Bye.